0: Hey guys, this is Joe Costello from Hidden Horsepower. Just wanted to let you know about the next Engine Performance Expo. We're talking about January 13th and 14th. We're going to be live streaming the entire event on YouTube. That's right, no more sign in or register or any of that. Just go to YouTube and you can do it right now and search Engine Performance Expo. Subscribe, click the bell for notifications, and then when we go live January 13th and 14th, you won't miss a second. We're going to have some of the best engine builders in the world all there talking about the ins and outs of engine building and high performance. In the meantime, let's kick it back out to the Engine Performance Expo for a great interview we did with the Horsepower King, Tony Bischoff. The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com Hidden Horsepower live here at the Engine Performance Expo. Joe Costello along with Lake Speed Jr. And we are joined in studio by the Horsepower King, Mr. Tony Bischoff. The rumor that you would be here has been circulating throughout (laughs) for days and now... Here you are. And I hear it was a bit of an effort to get here, so thank you for making it. No problem. My pleasure. Over hill, over dale, through some snow. No snow.
1: Just 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 hilly hilly roads. Excellent. Excellent. Well we had to have
2: some balance, right? We we Mm -hmm. went all circle track, NASCAR-ish. Start racing. We had to bring back some some straight line power here right. just to balance things out, right? You mm-hmm. say
0: that though, but the last round table we're hearing about Lee Shepard and Raymond Beetle yeah, and true. all of this stuff. So it is all an interwoven community. As much as we want to silo different styles of racing, it's true. In in the end, an engine's an air pump. Would sure. you agree?
1: Absolutely. Yep. They all. You know, drag races, CESTA has to doesn't have to live quite as long, but and uh, we probably run them a little harder. Probably harder and stuff, but uh, we don't have to worry about the dura- durability aspects for sure. So we don't have to go thousand laps or anything like that. So.
0: Which is why you guys know how to you know make the power. When it comes to like finding the power, uh, more often than not, I'm I'm hearing the names of drag racers.
1: Yep. Well, it's definitely a different world, Now naturally. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't survive a thousand laps with an inch lift camshaft and 1,200 pounds on the on the nose and stuff like that. So I mean, that's that's why there's a power difference. Naturally, they probably couldn't even run the compressions that we run in a, you know in the and a pump gas it get too hot and, too quick. And race gas sometimes will we have, we well, I have 18 to one, and I don't, I don't think a late model engine going to survive at that kind of compression, so
2: and, I yeah. doubt it.
1: I've never tried it
2: there were some before they had the compression rules in nascar there were some short track engines that were really really high compression Mm -hmm. that's because they were on the throttle for like seven seconds Mm -hmm. that was about it right so like (laughs) (laughs) you really couldn't run it any further
1: than that Mm because she wasn't going to make it and that's why they don't. I don't guess they don't. They don't have qualifier engines anymore. Oh no, no, we guess. haven't had that so in almost twenty I years. Fo- I don't follow anything that runs in circles, so yeah, uh, so. don't interest
2: me. So that's fine. That's We won't hold it against you. Oh, it's not but that's <laughs> that's
0: interesting though. In that, there's enough going on in the what you call it—the drag race world, the straight line world, or even you know, fast street car world. Mm. Like, where are you focusing your energy these days?
1: Well, I, I primarily just focus my energy where the business comes in on no, actually being a drag racer. You know, that's probably the majority of our business is drag race. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting enough, truck pulling is probably a close second. We do a lot of truck pulling engines. That's a, uh, that's very popular. Now we have to worry a little bit more about durability there. Cause they'll, they'll go 22 seconds at 10,000 RPM. So that's right. a little bit tougher. And uh, so it's, uh, it provides its own challenges.
2: And the load's different, right? I mean, the drag race well, car, you're accelerating this mass and it's kind mm-hmm. of going away as you're accelerating. Mm-hmm. With the truck pulling stuff, that sled thing's moving, right? Yeah, load gets higher as it
1: goes down the track. And then it, they don't really have to worry about accelerating the engine up. Usually if they got a clutch, so they might start out at eight or 9,000 RPM. And then uh, sometimes it'll come down a little bit, and then back up. But yeah, they're they're, they're always above eight thousand for the most part, depending what class and stuff they're in. So
2: no, are most of those just NA or any of those boosted? Uh,
1: all the ones we deal with are NA. Okay. There is some boosted classes. There's some there's some tractor pulling stuff. Well, they got five boosted. Oh, I've seen some of those things. Those yeah. are crazy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't mess with any of them. They're they're all NA stuff. So um, that provides its own challenges, but. Uh, very exciting stuff so right. so
2: well so, so this is you know Rottler helped support this deal uh mm. so i heard that mr keebler and you had an interesting conversation not long ago related to surface finish and <laughs> some things mm-hmm. you, you found on one of those uh tractor pulling engines well
1: i don't think it was a tractor pulling engine oh, okay? but we do you know everything's always changing power level is changing mm-hmm. fuel levels fuel type is changing right um and uh we found with alcohol we did have to start changing our surface finishes mm-hmm. interesting enough we have to add, end up going uh to a coarser stone to begin with get deep valleys right yeah because you can't yep. if you don't have enough yeah. valley to begin with you can't get
2: it in the plateauing process
1: exactly we need the deep valleys to, to support the oil mm-hmm. and then and then you got to kind of for lack of a better term cut the Peaks off, yes, sir, and make a, a smooth top. So. Billy
2: caught it mowing the grass earlier. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> hey, I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 kind of how I think. So, yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, yeah, would uh, again, it's always changing. Even you know, oils are changing, and everything's changing. So it, you know, you, you kind of got to buy the surface profilometer and stuff to to keep up with things, right. that keep it together, and
2: but by you know, adding that valley, it really helped pick up the, the the ring seal in that engine ring seals better
1: you don't scuff pistons as much you don't scuff rings as much that's um, always nice yeah so it's it's
2: it's multi because you're holding enough oil engine. in that valley exactly,
1: exactly. holding enough to lubricate oil in, and to seal to keep it lubricated and then you, you cut the peaks off so it's got something smooth to seal up against and load bearing area yep exactly And that uh, works good
2: so
0: back to the to the truck and tractor pull because that's an area of motorsport that i've only you know seen on tv Mm -hmm. somewhat i know there's a lot of Mm cross-pollination between the drag racers i think of ken venny he is like a -hmm. you know icon over there but like a thousand horsepower uh pulling engine versus Mm -hmm. a thousand horsepower drag racing engine what's different about them
1: yeah the big difference is we we but tune-ups are a little different. We don't naturally we can't run as much timing in them because they build so much more chamber temperature. Right. Uh, the valve train we make a little bit more stable. We won't go quite as much lift. Maybe not as aggressive ramp speeds on the camshaft mm-hmm. to keep the valve train under control because they are. They might be. They might be, ten to for twenty two seconds and uh that's got out of control a crazy dyno pull it uh, well we won't we won't we don't do that, under <laughs> don't do that under okay, the okay okay no. <laughs> like, i want to come to the shop and hear that <laughs> because you're <laughs> a friend, right like chickens yeah. chickens yeah yeah uh, but if it can't handle the dyno they won't handle the tractor but we don't really need to run them that hard okay. to see what we want to see right um we, we quantify the the power with you know a four second pull it's no mm-hmm. problem to do that and uh so that's why we don't run why wear it out before you put it in the tractor i say tractor most of them are in trucks i should, okay. have, should have said that it's truck pulling mainly but we do a few tractor engines too but they're they're still all domestic v 8s so it's all the same got it
0: but it's a that's a whole subculture of motorsport that i'm, I'm sure everybody knows and has seen it but like it's they're their own
1: it's a different world, world. for sure most of them are, actually i probably high percent of them are are farmers right and uh, so they think a little differently, but uh, you know, it's, it's still the same. They're still... They they're competitive, get, right? They're very competitive. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, anybody in the, in the motorsports, they do it, they're just competitive. So mm-hmm. it's all the same, and it's, uh, interestingly enough, it's a little bit more secret world, because in the drag race world, everybody knows who I'm doing engines for my name on the valve covers most of the truck pullers won't let me put my name on the valve
2: covers. so oh yes, they're, the they're still in the secret stage yeah the other day when
1: <laughs> we was dying on an engine for one tractor puller and another one come up to drop his engine off and you know i was a little worried there might be a fight there
0: so, <laughs> so just, that's awesome <laughs> that's great that's but, but it, that's interesting though it's no. like they don't want to advertise yeah they
1: don't, they don't want nobody to know no yeah
2: Huh. That's, that's the way it was back in the day. Yeah, the, of Drag racing and NASCAR. That's I was. Race race far, far, I that was you know? Stuff I and, would want people to know.
1: And it, uh, and it doesn't bother me. We have plenty of work. So, I you know, if I didn't have much work, then I might be what pushing about a little bit harder.
0: Within, within drag racing... I know you know some stock and super stock stuff, mm-hmm. yes, but what, what else? Because there are new categories, like the factory stock showdown, which is boosted mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know if you've entertained any of that. Some people are talking about mm-hmm. how those power plants mm-hmm. might end up in the new factory X, which factory X might mm-hmm. end up being the new pro stock. We, we
1: do quite a few of the, the factory shootout engines. I, I can't say who we do them for. Right. Um, but uh, so we're, we're in that a little bit, um, I enjoy that that class a lot but it's a it's a different world you know that's an interesting world going back because you need factory shoot up but they run them motors way over 10,000 rpm right so that presents its own set of challenges because they still have to run a wet sump factory oil pan
2: okay so talk about that
1: because that was one thing
2: that up <laughs> me a and ben, subject. ben so sometimes they blow up at the end of the track and they crash so yeah <laughs> yeah so that was one of the things that we really wanted to do with this uh, engine performance mm-hmm. action built it's an ls mm-hmm. we were like of course ben being the high rpm guy mm-hmm. we're like okay well let's let's do some rpm but then as we started talking like wait this is a wet sump engine mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure that oil pump's going to cavitate probably around mm-hmm. like 7500 rpm so that's mm-hmm. way short of like nine 000, ten thousand rpm which so how do you get there i mean i, I shouldn't
1: say we pray a lot that's all <laughs> no, yeah,
2: that's, that's fair that's
1: fair you know we do a little bit of pump work to him you try to baffle the pan better again you have to run the pan that's Either in the more. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's just a simple little wet sump panel, mm-hmm. barely holds seven quarts. So it gets kinda tricky. So it, Do you
2: do you see at a certain RPM level that you think the pump's starting to cavitate? Can you see that pressure drop or anything? Oh yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we can't hardly get it get it we can't get away from it. I you know, thank goodness for good oils. That's really what saves right. them, I think that quality oils nowadays probably
2: thinner oil probably helps out a lot i would think
1: no actually we run we personally run thicker oil really when because it's you know a thicker film strength is gonna stay better when when
2: it does cavitate so you're saying hey it's gonna cavitate so there's gonna be air bubbles so we might run a thicker oil okay i I, I like that approach and i'm embarrassed to to
1: say that's as good as we've got so far
2: okay i know early on with some of those guys they started turning rpm we started going to lower viscosity, and it helped them mm. run a little bit higher RPM before the pump would cavitate, mm. but I guess now you're so far beyond the limit of the pump that you're having mm. to go back the other direction.
1: Well, that's that's how we did it. You know, everybody does things differently. We've seen it a, a little bit of increase in The bearings look better once we went to the thicker oil. Okay. So, and uh, But again, we're still working on the pumps and the pickups and, and baffling and stuff, and it's all getting better, but it's still not, it's, and it's how much? Far, what's far the oil volume? volume? Far from ideal. So that
2: with that factory pan, what's the oil volume you're having to deal with?
1: Um, well, they're set designed to run seven quarts. I think most of them we got
2: eight in them. So I mean, Trying to so, add add
1: volume. But yeah. but we're adding volume of oil, but that kind
2: of makes it cavitate worse
1: sometimes too.
2: You know, you just okay. rip it
1: up more. So
2: like with the Expo build, we Robert Yates Racing had. Mm-hmm. An 11 quart road race pan. Mm-hmm. So we actually went with 11 quart pan. So mm-hmm. it's huge. You're like, okay. And even at like, you know, 75, 8, 7500, 8,000 RPM, we didn't see any drop off with the mm-hmm. 1540 oil in there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe that larger volume, which we were hoping that would help, mm-hmm. might be the deal that enables us to run to an even higher RPM. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: And anytime you get a bigger volume pan, even if it's just to get the oil farther from the crank, going to
0: help you. So. Right. Mm-hmm now uh you mentioned like that's still kind of a relatively new universe though like like we're we're spinning these engines super high uh i'm excited that Mm -hmm. those they're they're more and more people are getting into those Mm -hmm. engines we're talking about boosted they're supercharged Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. relative small blocks and these things are down in the sevens at 3,500 pounds they're amazing little cars it's a very popular category but the potential was unlocked. Like originally, they were running 8Os. Now some of the Fords are mm. were approaching 750s, which were the mm. limit of the chassis, and so everybody had mm. to like back off for a little. bit.
1: Well, you know, I shouldn't dog on NHRA, sure. but the big difference was they allowed different superchargers in, and that made a massive power difference. You know, up until the last two or three years, they had to run all run the same 29 Whipple, and uh, that was very RPM RPM limited. Superchargers, so that they was all only running 8, 8,500 until they, to allow these new ones in, and man, they just they freed it way up.
0: The efficiency of the, the supercharger. The efficiency
1: of the supercharger went way up. So, they keep taking pulley away from them to slow them down, make them make them equal, but they're so efficient they can just spin the motor faster and it makes power still. That's. That's why we're at 10,000 now. So. Okay. To, to they slowed the blower down. They just speeded the engine, engine. up yeah. to get
2: back to where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how much room do you have to build, design, change within the NHRA rules for that class? There's not a lot.
1: You know, you, you have to you have lift limits. Okay. You have to run their part-numbered pistons. You have a compression ratio limit. You have, you know, you're not supposed to touch the heads. They are CNC porters, and they got volumes. Mm-hmm port volume just like any stock or super right. stock class so it's pretty limited what you can do to the engines um, there's a lot of talk about uh, the parity of the superchargers and and how they can police those but we mm-hmm. won't get into that so
2: right because there's a big difference between i say a whipple and like a pro charger yep they're they're, they're not the same no. thing they both make boost mm-hmm. right. but one's mm-hmm. way more efficient than the other
1: exactly and you know when chevy has a magnuson, magnuson. Mm-hmm. and uh and then the the Dodge and, and the Fords have a, a three-liter Whipple, I think, but they're mm-hmm. slightly different. But uh, um, so it's pretty hard to make them all the same. It's
0: you know. well, it's been a great, it's been a great challenge, and some racers have come in, and it was going to be very exciting, mm-hmm. and then some racers left, and but hopefully this year, um, the end of last year, mm-hmm. I felt like the parity was close.
1: It's pretty good, and and again, that's a hard part keeping parity, and just like any class, you know, it, it, I don't know how long that class has been around, maybe six years or something like that. As the competition gets stiffer, and you got people investing more and more time and, and bigger teams, and mm-hmm. then you, you start seeing people stand out, and then it's harder for the guy that just you know thinks he's going to go race by himself and with one engine right. and uh, and be competitive. And it's really hard. Well, yeah.
0: that's what got and first. It, you, get, you got a four-valve uh, mm. engine going up against a two-valve pushrod engine, a couple of different ones. Mm. So that's, to me, that's intriguing. Right. Like, oh my goodness, two different technologies. But then you advertise it as a class where people can buy the car and go mm. race, and then pro stock racers mm. are buying the cars and they're like, they're <laughs> they're going to go race. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're exactly. going to do this just like pro stock, and we're going <laughs> right. to. And boy, it, it really works when they do that. So and
1: you can go, go buy the car and race, but it's going to be an 820 car. Maybe an 80 car, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not going to be a seven sixty car.
0: So. Right, you mm-hmm. got to do a little extra.
1: You got to do a lot extra, so
0: <laughs>
1: a whole lot extra. So. Right, but it's not just the you know the car, that's transmission and torque converter, and uh, it's just it's just there's like
0: well, welcome. To well, I heard the, the torque, torque converter there. is a mm-hmm.
1: huge deal. in Huge thing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely is so.
0: Well, that's why a lot of mm-hmm. the, the Ford guys, and I'm not speaking out of school here, they got annoyed because every time a rules change came down that's a new torque converter like mm-hmm. what, what are we spending every single time well, that's what happens
1: yeah you slow the supercharger down now its torque curve is different and it, it it's hard and that's when you got three different combinations and, and they try to make it all run the same that's
0: they got annoyed because it was always them, yep. right? Like it was <laughs> always them. It's like, hey, you know, well, speed you know, these other guys up. Make them go buy five different you, torque you converters. You
1: start off with a bad dude extra valves in the engine and mm-hmm. and, uh, and then get a really good supercharger on top of it. They was just kind of asking for it. So. What is <laughs> that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, they didn't right. ask for it, but that's what happens. That's just what happens. And I always say, don't ever show your hand. And, well, egos got, got in front of them, and, and they just let it all hang out. And so right. they lost a half inch of pulleys, what happened. So. Right. Gained a half inch, I, yeah, I guess I'd ever said. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. But going fast is so fun.
1: Mm-hmm. it is fun. It <laughs> drives your ego, but you got you got to balance that out a little bit, I say so.
2: So by, back to say, you got to kind of keep your cards to your chest.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't ever show your hand, that's, that's what the, I say.
2: One of the stories <laughs> my dad told me, he drove for Bud Moore for a little while. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, back in the day, him and, him and Pearson, man, they won a lot of races. Mm-hmm. He said, back in the day when we had David, we had 40 horsepower, mm-hmm. everybody. But David was smart enough to know that I'm not gonna lead every lap at every race, Absolutely. even though I could have. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you know, we're going to North Wilkesboro, that race only pays like seven grand to win, I'm not gonna win that one. Mm-hmm. I- I'll run fifth, yeah, right? close, hey,
1: give him a chance.
2: Right, right. I'll let these other guys win these races. Okay, we're going to Coca-Cola 600, mm-hmm. well that pays $20,000, I'm gonna win that mm-hmm. race, but I'm not gonna stink it up. Yep. I'm, I'm gonna probably run fourth, fifth, maybe sixth or seventh, mid-pack, mm-hmm after the last pit stop we're going to come out we're probably coming around fourth or fifth and then i'm mm-hmm. going to go to the front i'm going to pick them off one by one by one and then finally get there in fact mm-hmm. the other night we were having dinner and um you know mark croquis was here and mm-hmm. keith dorton was here and uh, we all started talking and, and billy godbaugh was there too and we all came to the same moment and it had to have been like maybe 1992 at the july daytona race mm-hmm. and sterling marlin was leading the race. And this is right when Crane had come out with the two one rocker ratio and then mm-hmm. brand new rockers and, and uh, the four car, which is right up the road from here, right? They, they had this package, right? And of course they had all the Crane stuff on it and they had the Dr. Gas mm-hmm. X-Pipe. Mm-hmm. And of course it sounded a little bit different. <laughs> but what they also had was some other stuff inside the engine that yeah. let li- little air get past the restrictor plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Sterling's leading the race it's like maybe like 10 laps from the end. And all of a sudden he comes on the radio, ah, I, I think rocker broke, we're, we're, we're missing, it's, it's missing, it's, it's got to be that rocker it broke. And you're like, no, 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 mm-hmm. it, it, it's not the rocker, it's not the mm-hmm. rocker. Just switch ignition boxes, mm-hmm. right? So by the time he, they had this conversation and he switches the ignition box, he's lost the draft. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a full straightaway behind everybody else. When those last seven laps, he runs down the entire pack drives around the outside of them and then drops out right in front. And I'm like, dude, you you, should, you, you didn't make that look hard enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, that got them checked close. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. I
2: think they said that's like, Mark was like, oh, yeah, they took the heads and had them x-rayed after
0: that. You know, it's
2: like, you stunk it up too much, you know.
0: So you, you've had success. You've you won Engine Masters. You've done a lot of different mm-hmm. competitions in the engine building world. Like, what gets you really uh, like excited? You know, to compete. Like we talk about competition, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's true in the engine builder world as well. You're not just sending uh, these guys out. Like these are your babies. Mm-hmm. So you know, what what gets you excited? What's got you excited? And what, what are you looking to do in the future? You're still a you're still a young guy.
1: I don't know. I must be getting old. I don't know. I'm. You know i still i just i do love competition so you know naturally my customers win i feel like i win too so Mm -hmm. that's not really changed i just enjoy i enjoy building engines and i enjoy my engines winning so i i mean it's just pretty simple i just i just enjoy competition so as far as what gets gets me excited i guess really just just being able to build engines every day and we're always trying looking for better cylinder head, better port design, better cam chain, whatever, just mm-hmm. something in the engine. We're always just looking at little things. Unfortunately, we're so busy right now. I feel like that's kind of stifling me a little bit. It's kind of kind of making it hard to get motivated, so I need to change my business model up so I got more time to be creative rather than
2: that's great. just because you have so All many of, engines to yeah, fill right, right now. Yeah, right now. I'm just a
1: problem solver and uh so i'm trying to work work through that and get get that a little bit better so i'm a little happier but uh it's still just a competition that gets me excited and trying new stuff all the time you know i got some great guys working for me you know, i got a specific guys working in the head department mm-hmm. you know i got preston mosier and, and i got uh darren morgan started working for me these oh guys,
2: that's right Darren they come work for yeah, me. And yeah these guys
1: are just they they love this stuff so it's mm-hmm. uh, it's exciting to work with them and come up with some new Theories and designs on you know cylinder head programs and and and, and everything else involved with an engine. You know, there's a lot of way more power in a piston than everybody could think. Of, or even rods or mm-hmm. any part of an engine. If you, if you just look at it, you can always find something to make it a little better. So.
0: And well, and that's been a common thread that mm-hmm. we have heard on hidden horsepower. But even here this weekend, and most people out there watching, they they probably have taken note of it that. Engine builders desire to be creative,
2: mm-hmm. yep. to yep. Mm-hmm. innovate, to mm-hmm. dream
0: up stuff, to come yeah. up with you stuff. You want to, to say, go
2: from this to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's engine building. Like, like mm-hmm. like, this is good. That's better. No. Yep. And right? hate
0: when the rules stifle them. Mm-hmm. I hate when rules, uh, rules makers stifle the ability to be creative.
1: Well, you know, in my world, because I don't do a lot of NHRA stuff, I, we don't get... Sometimes rules gives you gives you more create, creativity. So you got to go around them. You know, well, well, we can't do this. Well, what didn't they write about? Well, they didn't write about that. Let's <laughs> just let's look at this. Right. So, so I don't really think rules stifle creativity so much. It just uh, it makes you try harder. Maybe. So I I don't really look at it that way. So
0: another
2: perspective. Exactly.
1: There's always always something different you can do. You know, yeah, so. that,
2: that that part is true, right? There's a you yeah, can find another all all way. Always something
1: different. You know, I used to think baseball was simple and stupid, uh, and just swinging a bat—that's that's a pretty complicated thing. So, it just, it, <laughs> yeah, it, an engine's the same way. There's just thousands of ways to do everything. So
0: to hit a sphere with a stick at mm-hmm. 100 miles an hour is and, uh, pretty and how, challenging.
1: How do you get that thing to go, you know, out of the park? I, I bet they spend a lot of time looking at tapes, too. So.
0: So when you when you think about engines that you've worked on like what combination you know is there a perfect combination is there a close to perfect combination is there something out there that uh, has been designed that you mm-hmm. think like that is really great you know larry um. morgan was telling us about the danny jessel equal eight dreamed up totally yeah he came
2: by at PRI, yeah, pri he was and telling it. us about it. he's like he made this thing is
0: awesome it revs perfectly what what about in, in from your perspective what's what's some of the best stuff that is See, I,
1: I don't know. I don't. I, I look at everything. Well, this is what I got to start with, and that's what I work with. I, I've never really thought about what's the perfect engine. I just look at what I got to start with. So I, I don't. Yeah, you look at the problem you got to solve. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, well, this is a block I got to run. So how am I going to make it work? So, I probably should think out of the box a little bit more. And, and like you said, what is the perfect engine? But I, I've honestly never thought about that. So.
2: So when you were doing the engine master stuff, though, mm-hmm. did you? I mean, you chose a mm-hmm. Dodge, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we won with a Chevy, Ford, and a Dodge. Okay, i all got all the three of them. How, um, how big a deal is
0: that, by the way? Like, so now, was
1: that, or, not, was that just like, like hey, we all gonna... got pistons in them, so I...
2: <laughs> But the, the reality is, was there a reason you chose a Dodge when you chose mm-hmm. it versus the Ford or the Chevy? Or was it like, hey, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. just going to run that one and see what I can do with it. You and... know, that,
1: they're all close to the same engine. I can say, per the rules, mm-hmm. you know... The Dodge, the first engine we built, I think, was a, a Ford, mm-hmm. and and I I really liked the small block Ford, and I thought it was just a good combination. And the second one we did a small block Chevy, and I don't know why we did that one, but it won. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I have no idea why we did that.
1: I, but we won? I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. it, the Dodge. Now we do a lot of Gen 3 Hemi Hemi's for HHP, and they said we we do a lot okay. of those engines. They're all street motors, but I looked at the rules, and and they're they're change every year. Um, and per the rules, the first time we did, I thought, you know, that Dodge, that's a,
2: that'd be a good, that's piece a bad
1: that. dude. And it was every time we entered <laughs> it, that, that Gen three Hemi, we won pretty big. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't,
2: I, I remember, it was, remember I was like that, that. was, yeah,
1: it's like stomp you. Yeah. So and per the rules, that was, just, it was just the best combination. Uh, you know, even, uh, something as simple as dual spark plugs. Um, that was worth scoring that, you know, we dined it. Okay. Single plug and dual plug. And that was worth a lot of power. And uh you know, I talked to the Dodge engineers why, why they don't run direct injection. They might do it now, but this might have been a year or two ago. And that was, they I don't said, think
2: they do still. I think they still haven't got
1: right. onto that yet. And uh, they said the dual plug fixed whatever emission problems they have. I'm not an emission okay. guy, so I don't know what what does what. But uh, they said they didn't need to do it yet. So that's. But uh, you know that the dual plug allowed us to run less timing and make more power. It was just a win-win. So. But yeah, it doesn't really
0: matter how you get there as long as you got there, right? Exactly, yep. Make more power in the end is mm-hmm. uh, most mm-hmm. important. Yep. Well, I think it's it's great that, when we say this a lot, that right now we're living in this era where like all three OEs are trying to make great stuff from the factory that mm-hmm. then gives you guys this canvas mm-hmm. to do your thing.
1: Well, yeah, definitely anything late models you know, just look at the cylinder head designs on lt fours and the Hemi's and and, uh, and uh, multiple valve forward heads and stuff like that. It just it's so it's so much better than what we had years ago. So naturally, makes makes it easy to make big power with late model stuff. But uh, unfortunately, that might be all going away here shortly. So we'll see how that works. So,
2: so what do you think about the LT, the direct injection stuff?
1: I mean, it's it's a it's a killer motor. Um, we don't do a ton of them. Because um, we're mainly in the drag race, we we, mm-hmm. we do, and if we're doing one of them, it's for a street car, um, but they still make great power. I'm not a expert by any means on a direct injection, so I don't have a whole lot of input on that. So
2: fair enough. About the about the Hemi though, I know some mm-hmm. keep, some people are like, man, the Hemi chamber, that's mm-hmm. the way. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. a combustion chamber should be. Mm-hmm. And Hemi, you know, they like, ah, oh, no, 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 it's a wedge, right? So, <laughs> so you build both, right? Mm-hmm. What what side of the fence if you had to choose, Hemi or a wedge? Well,
1: like the Hemi chamber in the, in the Gen Threes, I mean it's the same as wedge, just turned. So I, <laughs> the dual plugs is what makes the Hemi chamber better. The Gen Three Hemi chamber, you know, the okay. old Gen Two hemi, hemi chamber, that was a horrible chamber. I mean, okay. I, I think it's 160 CCs or something like that. But uh, it's way too, too big. It's still, I mean, it ran and uh, it seems to to work very well with boosted stuff. Yeah. But, uh, Put some nitro.
0: But, in the uh, thing. Yeah. Right. yep there you go i, <laughs> <ain't a little laughs> nitro. I know i like nitro
2: <laughs> but uh was well, that but maybe because nitro is so slow burning and because that's got that mm-hmm. all that surface area i mean is there maybe something to the combustion science of one fuel may like one mm-hmm. combustion chamber design better than another i guess you need a friend here for that but i'm asking you because you're here now i don't I, I don't
1: know i don't know what the chambers look like on the on the top fuel cars they run now i have no idea I, that's an engine i've never really messed with i've seen pictures of them so i i can't answer that it's one just I, okay a big. i don't think it's not it's spear. Is, <laughs> like is, it, it, is it still a big hat big ball the, of, the ones
0: that i've seen pretty much so <laughs> I, I haven't yeah. paid in, i haven't seen them so i really just stuff as much in there as they can possibly fit yeah
1: I So it, and i'm guessing maybe the valves almost pointing at each other maybe helps a little bit um you know we, we was just talking about outside how much uh pressures on the push rods and the lifters on the exhaust side Mm -hmm. of them which i know nothing about because again i don't build anything fuel so right when we do some supercharged alcohol engines but that's just gas and methanol yeah gas and methanol
0: all right Mm -hmm. final thought uh in that uh, what i love is that you you don't seem to have any preconceived notions or manufacturers and a challenge is presented to you and you accept the challenge and you make the best of it Mm -hmm. and that has proven to be excellent more often than not except for those poor farmers that don't want to put your name on their valve yeah. covers but like what, what do you what do you think about where this industry is and and where it's going over and you mentioned it might be you know aspects might be going away but i've heard there are people that still mm-hmm. play with horses mm-hmm. right yep, exactly. and uh mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. yeah the people who are playing with horses mm-hmm. are having a great time right. so what are your thoughts on where we're at
1: you know again i i wish i was more optimistic i'm just i really don't know i think i'd spend more time thinking about it but uh I don't think that the sport's going to go away anytime soon, but uh, I really have no idea where it's going. Really,
2: people um, like to go fast, and we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's the smell, it's the sound, it's, it's the feel. It's a sensation.
1: I mean, you can't you, you go electric car, you can't even hear it. They got to make it make sound. I, <laughs> how fun is that? So. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the torque's
2: pretty cool. I like that. But yeah, the, the, but the, it's weird a,
1: not having any sound. Mm-hmm. And they got to carry this big heavy battery with them, and so. Mm-hmm. That, that that part of this world kind of scares me a little bit, but uh, I, I think people always going to love a combustion engine. So hopefully we're still drag racing 50 years from now and are racing in circles. I I really I don't know what it holds. Oh, really, said, so, hey, it really comes like down to the young people, how much right. they like it.
2: Really, right, you yeah. Know? Well, like you said, there's still horse racing. <laughs> well, right. There was horse racing before there's car racing, and, and there's still horse, horse racing.
0: And I, I got to uh, do an interview with some guys that were really on the cutting edge of a lot of the electric stuff. This is about mm-hmm. four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and they said that you know they were working on it and they, mm-hmm. they liked it and it was science mm-hmm. and everything. And they said that do do not fear don't fear it because the electrical applications, there's gonna be people like that, but look at the import cars, right? Mm-hmm. There are guys that love those Honda mm-hmm. engines mm-hmm. and they make, make them go fast, like front wheel drive, Honda, Civics, they're going in the sixes, they're boosted, right. they're amazing. That's not for me, but I like what I like. Right. They like what they like. Mm-hmm. The electric guys are gonna like what, what they like, mm-hmm. but they, they brought up the horses. They mm-hmm. were like, horses are popular for people who mm-hmm. wanna mess around with them who can afford to mess around with them and have that deal. There was a time in American history where everybody had a horse. You had to have a horse. That was part of life, is having a horse, right? It's not anymore. But horses and and that whole hobby Mm. and culture, it's the people who are specializing it are making more money than they ever did before. Right. Like you look at the Bob Bafferts of the world, Mm. like you know how to do that? Mm -hmm. You can be a wealthy Mm -hmm. person. Right. And that was the map that was pointed out for me. Who knows if that will be Mm. how it turns out. But for a guy like you, You know, are you the Bob Baffert of uh, automotive? Like, maybe you I are. think he would be. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Well, he, he has, the, he has the wins and the thing to prove yeah, it. So. Absolutely. It's okay. Minus like, the most recent thing, which was a little negative.
1: And, and, and it could be, too, just like anything, the competition from the electric might make our sport get bigger and better. you could. Right. You know, so. We're
0: going to find out. We're yep, going to live it.
1: Yep, it might be. Exactly. Yeah. There might be big races, electric versus gas. Who knows? Who
0: mm-hmm. knows? Tony, thank you very much. Appreciate right. you. I appreciate it. Great job. Thanks fun. for coming out and yep. making the effort. Hidden Horsepower, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. It's great to listen to Are you're driving, doing something else. We're all over social media as well. There's a Facebook a group, the Total Seal page. Great way to listen. And we are generating so much content for that show, Lake. Oh, yes, we are. We got all the PRI stuff. We got this stuff. It's going to be great. And all of you listening in the future on Hidden Horsepower, thank you for listening.